Welcome, everyone. I'm Kim Christensen, and this is the Peaceful Productivity Podcast, where I share strategies to help you get the most out of your time and feel better in the process. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Peaceful Productivity Podcast. Today, I am going to be talking about something that I see as critical to your business success. Whether you're interested in increasing your income or your impact, the number one predictor of your progress in this regard is a really clear value proposition for your products or services. Understanding what your customers want and how your product or service uniquely satisfies that desire. That is your value proposition. And it's critical to everything that you do, whether you're an employee or an entrepreneur. The ability to articulate your value proposition, it has so many benefits. It helps you differentiate yourself in a very highly competitive marketplace. We all know there's a lot of noise out there. So knowing what value you offer helps to set you apart from all that noise. It also helps you to get the eyes and ears of your ideal customers onto your products and services. As customers, we have very limited attention spans And we also have numerous choices available to us. When we're making purchase decisions, we want the benefits of those products and services to be quickly and easily communicated to us. I know that the moment that I am requested to figure out how a product or service might help solve my problem, that's the same moment when it's just really easy to move on. And finally, a clear value proposition helps to build brand reputation and trust with your customers. When you are able to consistently deliver on the results that you promise in your value proposition, you then create positive customer experiences that your customers are excited to talk about with their family and friends. Just think about your favorite movie or your favorite restaurant. If you understood clearly what to expect going into that experience, and then you were able to see if that experience met or exceeded your expectations, then you're much more likely to tell everyone you know about it. If you're not really sure what to expect, or if you're underwhelmed by the whole experience, not only are you not likely to rave about that restaurant or movie, You may even decide to complain about it or leave a negative review, depending upon your experience. So having a really clear value proposition helps to communicate those expectations to your ideal customers, which then sets the stage for an an awesome customer experience. So today I thought I would share with you one of my favorite ways to get clearer about your value proposition. However, before I do that, I want to share something that can inadvertently trip people up without them even realizing it when it comes to defining your value proposition. 
And what that is, is when I talk about defining your value proposition, what I mean is defining the value of your product or service to your ideal customer. And this is regardless of whether you're an employee or an entrepreneur. However, what I sometimes see is that people will confuse the value of their services with their own intrinsic value as a human being. And it's quite easy to understand how that can happen. As a service provider, we invest a great deal of time, effort, and energy into refining and providing our services, which then means we can become quite emotionally attached to it. The recognition and the validation that comes with providing high quality service can then lead us to personal identification with that service. We even tend to identify ourselves with our roles. We might say, I am a doctor. I am an entrepreneur. I am a marketing manager. I am a student. Instead of saying something like, I provide medical services. I provide a product or service to my customers. I lead a marketing team. I am studying. Have you ever noticed that when we're asked in a social situation what we do for a living, we respond with an identification? It's the cultural norm. However, the downside of doing this is that over time, we may start to equate our own self-worth with the value of the services that we're providing, which then makes it challenging to separate the two. You see this all the time when people switch careers or when they retire. There can be a transition period that's almost akin to an identity crisis. We start to question ourselves, if I'm no longer X role, if I'm no longer a lawyer or a teacher, then who am I really? Who am I showing up in the world as if I no longer identify myself with that role? Another reason why we might confuse the value of our services with our own personal value is because the strengths and skills that we own as human beings may be tied to the unique value proposition of our services. For example, my particular education and experience as an accountant and a process improvement specialist uniquely positions me as a business coach and it differentiates my business coaching services from other business coaches. But that education and experience is uniquely tied to me as, as a person and At the same time, it also greatly impacts the quality of the services that I provide. So again, it's easy to see how the boundaries between my personal value and the value of my services can become blurry. It's really important to separate personal identity from business outcomes because it helps to maintain emotional well-being and also allows for objective decision-making. If all of my intrinsic worth, my personal value, is tied up in how effective I am at my job or how much money I make, it's easy to see how our emotional well-being then becomes dependent upon things like my income or the recognition and validation that I get from my work. 
when we believe that our emotional well-being is tied to these external factors, then it's easy to see how it can impact our confidence and get in the way of making objective long-term decisions. Because then we start to be drawn to the quick wins. We're focused on the next dollar or the next piece of recognition or validation rather than what might be serving us and our business outcomes over time. We are then operating from a place of insecurity, dependent upon these external factors. Our success is tied to what's going on around us and what we're getting from other people. Rather than from a place of security, secure in ourselves and our own intrinsic worth and our ability to take care of ourselves and our families. So I just wanted to get that out of the way right up front because I think it's really important to differentiate your personal value from the value proposition of your products and services. So having said all of that, what is the best way to go about defining the unique value proposition of your products and services? My favorite way to do this is something I call the job posting exercise. Simply put, you will put yourself into the position of your ideal customer and then create a job posting from their perspective. This allows you to adopt and explore the mindset of your ideal customer, which is the most important part of articulating your value proposition. We always start with the customer's problem or desire. What does your customer want? What is their problem that your product or service is meant to solve? What's the bare minimum that they're expecting? And then what would knock their socks off? So let's explore a little case study in this regard. Let's imagine that you own a photography business, or maybe you're employed as a photographer. It doesn't really matter. What we're going to do is we're going to explore the mindset of your customer. Whether they're an external customer of your business or an internal customer of your employer, someone like your boss, we want to understand what it is that your customer desires, expects, and wants. In an employment situation, this is usually really straightforward because there's already a job posting created for you. And those expectations can be quite a bit clearer, which is why I suggest this exercise for entrepreneurs as well, because creating that job posting allows you to get really clear about what your external customers want, desire, and expect. So what would this job posting say? I imagine that it might start with the expectation of high quality photos. That's probably the bare minimum for any photographer. What else? The customer also probably wants the high quality photos delivered in a timely manner. Cost is probably a factor. So the job posting might say something like seeking photographer to deliver high quality photos with an enjoyable photo shoot delivered within one month of that photo shoot for $1,000, just as an example. 
But let's dive a little deeper. What else might it say? Maybe they're looking for a photographer with special skills in wedding photography or family photos or commercial photography or headshots. Perhaps location and availability are important to the customer. If they're looking for family photos, the customer likely wants to capture the joy that comes from the moment of togetherness and turn it into a memory of that togetherness. I know when my daughter was younger, those photographs of those family moments seemed like really good reminders of the time that we spent together, especially knowing that she changed so quickly. I wanted to have a reminder of those times together. It was also an opportunity to relive the love and the happiness that we were experiencing at that time whenever I looked at the photographs. So you can see that I'm really diving into the mindset of the customer here. This is the most important aspect of this exercise is exploring the motivations of your customer. The more clearly you articulate what motivates them, the more clearly you can articulate how your product and service can satisfy those motives. Okay, so once you have the job posting crafted, then for the purposes of this exercise, you can create your resume, so to speak, complete with cover letter. This will explain to your ideal customer all of the specific attributes of your photography services and how they satisfy those customer desires. If the customer is looking for a memorable photography shoot and beautiful photographs to mark the milestones of their family's lives, then you would want to communicate how you create that joyful shoot experience and how your delivery of the photos captures the essence of your family, maybe with genuine expressions and interactions. You would also communicate when they can expect to receive these photos so that they can plan to share them with others. One of the best ways that I've ever seen to deliver a value proposition in a clear and efficient way comes from Donald Miller. If you haven't read his book, Business Made Simple, I highly recommend it. The beauty of Donald Miller's format is that instead of identifying yourself as a photographer, instead you would identify what you do as a photographer. He suggests always starting with the pain point. So you might say something like, you know how you feel when it feels like your kids are growing up too fast and you wish you just could hold on to some of those moments with your young family forever? As the child whisperer of family photography, I create joyful photo taking shoots that capture the joy of being together. I then deliver them to you within a month of the shoot so that you can start sharing and enjoying them right away. I create gorgeous, timeless reminders of the love that you experience together. Isn't that a great way to express a value proposition? So good. Let's quickly look at a couple of other famous examples. So the first one would be Apple computers. The customers of Apple computers are really those people who are interested in challenging the status quo and being at the forefront of cutting edge technology. Solving technological problems in a really simple way. So 
the value proposition of Apple computers is products and services that focus on innovation, simplicity, and user experience. The next example is Nike. The customers that Nike targets are those people who want to push their limits, feel powerful, and strive for their goals. So their value proposition is they offer products and services with athletic performance that enable their customers to achieve their goals. The third example is Airbnb. The customers of Airbnb are those who want a unique and authentic travel experience. So Airbnb's value proposition for their services is the opportunity to stay in local homes and neighborhoods that foster a sense of belonging and connection with the local culture. As these examples demonstrate, to clearly articulate your value proposition, start with what the customer wants and then how your product and services satisfy those desires. If you need any help with clearly articulating your value proposition in a way that resonates with your ideal customers, please don't hesitate to sign up for a free business strategy session. You can find it on my website, financialwellnesscoach.ca. I hope you have a great week, everyone. Are you looking for a coach who will help you increase your business profit while protecting your time and your well-being? If so, I'll invite you to check out my website, financialwellnesscoach.ca.